0: Merry Christmas, everybody. How's it going? I am so black back black. black. <laughs> I am brown. Um, I'm so glad to be back on and what a wonderful time. It's Christmas and New Year's is coming up, fastly approaching. Um Here I am. Uh, There's so much going on. There's so much that happened within the last week. I've been to Maryland and back. Um, I went to my niece's graduation and so very proud of her. She has finished that endeavor. So I'm very, very happy for her. And it was a nice time to just see my, you know, my side of the family, some of my side of the family, not all, but some of them. And just having that time to celebrate with her right before Christmas. And here now we are, you know, Christmas Day is over, but the season still continues. Um, just really, really happy to see happy faces and, you know, to have wrapped a lot of gifts that I always last minute, very last minute in my household. Because I have my in-laws, they come over and do Christmas festiv- festivities here at my place, or me and you know, our place, me and the kids, and my hubby. So, everybody always comes over here, and I'm always last minute, like it doesn't fail like every year, even when festivities were not at my house and it was at my in law's house. <laughs> um, I could never get everything in time for whatever reason. So, um, but I enjoy the time being with family, and I enjoy the time just seeing everybody you know, enjoy opening gifts and the looks on their faces. I love, love, love surprises and I love giving and I love, I love that part of life. So, um, it was really, really nice. So I hope that you guys, I hope that you guys also had a very enjoyable, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas day. I hope that, you know, all went the way that you hoped and that you planned. If it did not, I hope, you know, that, um, Things will turn out better, um, I hope you know just the best in it, regardless of um, sometimes the things that we experience that aren't really comforting. I do hope and pray that if there is someone on on who's listening that did not experience the best Christmas day or like I said Christmas time frame um, or within this time frame, I do hope and pray that things will be better and that there'll be a comforting of some sort in this moment in time. Um, i never like to forget the reason for the season. Very cliche-ish, but very true to say that, you know, this is a time to celebrate, you know, the birth of Jesus and the birth that God gave us such a a wonderful gift to have life everlasting, that, you know, we can come to him and, you know, have a relationship with our father through his son. Um, and that we have, you know, forgiveness of sins and, you know, unconditional love, a grace and mercy that we don't deserve that we've been given. So um, I never liked I always like to remember and never like to forget the reason why this this time even is important to, to us. So, again, I hope and pray that everyone had a wonderful Christmas um, and hope I'm really hoping that. As we approach new year's new year's Eve and new year's Day, that you know it's just gonna be that's the same that's same momentum you know just looking forward to what's ahead but enjoying even the now right that's so important not to just bypass the now to the ahead but that we still enjoy it so I have and i'm here um another episode of um for the love of mustard podcast, and I am gonna be speaking on the mission forty three five and eight um train today. I'm not gonna be on Mission Legal's train, but mission 43, 5, and 8. And I have a really deep well thought out um I don't want to say message, but I guess mission <laughs> and question and something that really I, I would love for you guys to take the time to think about. Because it took me some time to think about it. So I'll of course I'll start off with that story because I always have a story, right? So as I was in Maryland just for the 24 hours that I was there, um, I was having a conversation and normally I don't really harp on certain things because, you know, you know, we're people and, you know, there's some things that we've learned as a as we've grown um into adulthood there's some things that we've learned and words that we say and we say things all the time but sometimes we don't really understand what we're saying I I don't I believe that we don't really know what we're saying we just say it because we've learned it so I was having a conversation and um the word constructive criticism c- came up and in this like this time around instead of me like kind of going on with it the, while the other person was talking they were still talking. But I had stopped that constructive criticism, and I think I stopped because the conversation that was being had I didn't see any constructive criticism. I saw nothing but criticism so you know as as the you know the night went on and and you know even until the next morning that that thought wouldn't leave like it stayed with me i you know and I harped on it, and I harped on it, and i really um it just really started feeling like the Lord like starting to like not trouble my heart but like really kind of have had an itchiness you know like constructive criticism like well I didn't think that was constructive I actually like I said I thought it was more criticism and then I started to think about the word constructive criticism and I'm like well you know we say it all the time you know it's it's, it's a word that you hear in corporate and I <laughs> can't just so you know FYI like I worked in corporate and I cannot stand it like I am the I am the person that says corporate life is not for me. It ain't for me. No thanks. Have at it. For those that love it, more power to you. But I am just the non corporate individual. And though I've worked in it for so many years, you know, I don't like the, I don't like the politics of it. I don't like anything about it. So, when you so the word constructive criticism, and or feedback. That's used, it makes me want to vomit. Like I just want to throw up in my mouth every time I hear it. So, yes, it's a word that you use, you know, at the workplace, but when you use it in personal life or personal experiences, I kind of find it to be like a little bit of an oxymoron. So anyhow, days went by and I'm just I mean, I'm just like it's like itching, and I'm just like feeding on this constructive criticism. So I do what I used to do and I start go I go on this little rant, right? And so what I used to do when I was I had no responsibilities in life. And I was just like, you know, I mean, I'm a teenager, you know, middle, let's say between the ages of like nine and before I got to college, I would like, I used to love to read the dictionary because I used to like new words and I used to like to, you know, trip people up and sometimes trip myself up like, ooh, that's a new word. I used to get all tickled pink over it. So now here I am going really back to that way of life and I start digging and I'm going on my rant and I am now looking up constructive and criticism and definitions and really, really trying to understand these words that we use that if we really understood it, would we really, really use it? And really, honestly speaking, do we understand what we're saying when we say that we're really constructively criticizing somebody? Because at most, when I would use constructive criticism, and this is such a transparent, truthful moment, I have no reasons to lie. You know what I mean? I wouldn't use it to really truly be constructive. I was using it as a justification for me to really criticize somebody out in the open if i you know if there was either some kind of i don't know some beef that was going on or or you know or silent beef let I me mean, I say out well, you know but silent beef or there was some type of it was i don't know something that I felt like I really wanted to stick it to, or sock it to somebody or stick it to someone, you know, I would I would bury what I was doing with the word constructive criticism. And I think a lot of us do it. If not all of us do it, a good number of us do it because that's just a nice, pretty way to say, no, I'm going to go ahead and bust you in the head. Right. <laughs> and I could hear my husband now saying to me, i seen everybody doesn't think like that. While, yes, and that's very true, everyone in the world doesn't think that way, but a lot of us do it, especially when you have learned a certain way of life, good or bad. So here I am digging in the words constructive criticism, and I find this whole new world, and which is why I do believe the Lord had me really search this out, because it's the more I, you know, the more you think about it and the more you get to a place in life where you're like, you know what? Either if I'm going to read the word and I'm going to to talk Jesus and I'm going to really want to have a relationship with my God and Father and through his Son, I'm either going to live it or I'm not. Bottom line, I'm not going to waste God's time or anybody else's time by reading something and trying to live out or reading the scriptures in order for me to just read them. And that's about it. And it stops right there because that's, the, that's absolutely not what the, the Lord wants us to do. So as I try to, you know, Walk the, the, the road where God would have us because that's his will for us to, to be, as we were created in his image, his will is for us to do his word and to do, you know, to do is the way he would do. I need to like seriously, like really watch, you know, what I'm saying and what I'm doing, and how I'm thinking and words have power. And, and if nothing else, that's what not script, non-scriptural or scriptural words are powerful. Names are powerful. Right. Like, so when you know that and you know that this is such a thing, then when we say things and we are doing things and we don't really understand and comprehend what those things really mean, then the question really becomes, I don't know, why do you say and do the things that we do? So I'm going to send you I'm going to take you guys on this very beautiful journey this world of word journey that I have been on for the past few days. And um, am maybe going to mess with a little bit of your theology. Maybe I'm going to mess with some of your philo- philosophy. And I would love to. And I love that because I always, you know, want to challenge myself before I want to challenge somebody else because I want to, you know, have that, that mindset to say, are we doing what, right? Are we doing right? Or we're just kind of living out what we've learned right or wrong. So, Bear with me, I have many definitions for you. I have a lot of words okay and i'm gonna I'm gonna come back on the back end and add some scripture to that okay so first thing, the first thing that I did was I went and I looked up the word constructive and what I find and let me let me stop right here if you miss if you listen to my any of my mission legal podcasts, you'll know that while I love definitions and I love to define things i have such a hard time sometimes with the paragraph definitions, because that's not how we live on a daily basis. We don't live with these paragraph full of definitions in our head. we live with one word definitions- synonyms you know synonyms are truly everyday life, real life reality at the end of the day, like these five sentences of definitions of of a to define one word I gotta tell you, I'm not the robot on the jetsons, I'm not a machine by no means, I'm so much flesh, blood and <laughs> tissues and bones that I do not live out that world. So when I speak and I give definitions, I'm though I'm going to give the definition as it's you know written, whether in Merriam-Webster or Google or whatever, I'm going to give that definition. I'm going to have a lot of synonyms because I really do believe that's how we, as people, this is how we really operate and how we think. And the one word that you can remember versus the 15 words that's written out so eloquently, it's not real life. So I'm gonna define constructive and then I'm gonna give many different synonyms and then I'm gonna to go to the next word, define it, and then give synonyms and so forth. So so bear with me. Um, but you're gonna love this. This is it's just awesome. Okay, so constructive. The definition of constructive is based on dictionary.com or Oxford Dictionary, Miriam Webster, Google. I looked at all of that just to see, you know, if anything changes. Based on all that that I found online, it says serving a useful purpose, tending to build up. So the definition of constructive is serving a useful purpose, which is a short one. (laughs) How about that? Or tending to build up. The um, oh, oh, sorry. Sorry about that. And then I have another couple of definitions. Helping to improve, promoting further development or advancement as opposed to destructive. And lastly, having or intended to have a useful or beneficial purpose. So the definition of, a, definition of constructive is serving a useful, useful purpose, tending to build up, helping to improve, promoting further development or advancement, and having or intended to have a useful or beneficial purpose. Now the synonyms. So when you think of constructive, you have useful. Or when I think of it, um, I've thought of positive. I mean, whatever. Some of the other synonyms that I've found have been helpful. Constructive is productive. To be constructive is positive. To be constructive is encouraging. It's practical. It's valuable. It's profitable and worthwhile. So constructive... Wow, the connotations behind it is exactly how I think of it. Something that's positive. You're building something up. You are advancing something. Something's progressing. That's constructive. Okay, so now I'm going to jump down to criticism and define criticism for you. And I'm going to give you these synonyms that, boy, oh, boy, wow. There's so many. I got to honestly tell you, there were some words that I didn't even know that I went to look up. And I got more synonyms. <laughs> you can see my, the information that I have. It's crazy. But it really it really spoke to what it is that kept you know bothering me on the inside. It was a heart matter. that's why I really had think I had to had to get it off my chest okay so criticism the definition of that is the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes. It also means the act of criticizing someone or something or and a criticism is a statement that expresses disapproval. So all in all, it's, it's an expression of disapproval um, or the expression of disapproving something or someone in a nutshell. OK, so but what I what I found interesting, it was based on perceived faults or mistakes, not factual false mistakes but perceived false mistakes so you criticize based on or you disapprove someone or something based on your perception wow so we have the definition of constructive and the definition of criticism so now here the, here are uh, many of the synonyms um censure condemnation denunciation disapproval I love this, this new word that I just learned, opprobrium, and that's O-P-P-R-O-B-I-U-M, opprobrium, fault finding, and let me back up, opprobrium means harsh or severe criticism or censure, fault finding, attack, this is all criticism synonyms, okay, stricture, not structure, like structure, like construction, but stricture, and if you took out the er, you have strict, right? So it's a sternly critical or or censu. excuse me, censurous remark. A stricture is a sternly critical or censure censorious. Censorous. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. My little tiny little words I have written here. Stricture is a sternly critical or censorious remark. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Recrimination. Who would have thought? Recrimination. Flack. Bad press put down judgment, denigrate, okay um which means to be little ins- insult, talk smack about um crucify how <laughs> to criticize is to crucify isn't that cute um. And then I have a whole list of others, vilification, abuse. And these, new, these other words, guys, are really coming from like other synonyms that I've looked up to say, wow, what does this mean? So vilification, abuse, defamation, slander, lambasting, mm, such a sexy word, character assassination, calumny. I didn't even know what that was till today, derogation. And let me back up a little bit again. Lambasting is a harsh criticism. It's to either beat or whip severely, reprimand, um, berate harshly. Calumny is the making of false and, not or, and defamatory statements in order to damage someone's reputation, Semi-colon slander, derogation, you know, the act of talking about or treating someone in a way that shows you don't respect him or her. Um, you have... Uh, Disgrace, dishonor, disesteem, humiliation. Whew, I'm worn out. <laughs> I'm feeling like very like a heavyweight. All these words that they're all all synonyms and all meanings of criticism. Everything that I just read. Okay. So you have the constructive building up and you have the criticism attack. Okay. So I decided then to go a little further and then I decided to look up, okay, well, what does constructive criticism mean? Not just each word by itself. What is constructive criticism? And constructive criticism, the definition of that is the process of offering valid and well-reasoned opinions about the work of others, usually involving both positive and negative comments in a friendly manner rather than an oppositional one. My answer, I don't I don't even I don't even know how that's possible. Okay. So then I said, okay, well, you know, when we give, and you know, I started thinking, okay, well there are some people that don't think of constructive criticism in a negative way. They, you know, they're really using it in such a way to like say, okay, listen, I you know, I I see that you've done this that you should have done a little bit better why don't you try this the next time so really people who are giving you know advice or their opinions about the work of someone in a maybe a compassionate manner but even still with that to constructively criticize someone in my mind is still very much an oxymoron it just doesn't make any sense you know because you're you're telling me I'm building I'm gonna positively criticize. Um, And I guess it's a play on words, but at the end of the day, what the meaning of criticism is, there's nothing positive or good about what I just read to you guys. Attacking, you know, um, crucifying, denigrating. It's like, it's almost like, you know, you like you're neutering somebody. Like you're just like, you're taking off all their, you know, all their parts that they need to be able to function. (laughs) You know what I mean? All based off off of perception. Okay. So, I'm going to read the definition for what constructive constructive criticism means again, and that definition came from definitions.net. Um cuz I I couldn't find a whole lot of different um I couldn't find a list of constructive criticism definitions like you would when you're looking up one word and you have Merriam-Webster and you have dictionary.com and you have Google and all that. No, there was really kind of more just like one set definition and that was again the process of offering valid and well-reasoned opinions well-reasoned opinions about the work of others usually involving both positive and negative comments in a friendly manner rather than an oppositional one And so then I tried to find, you know, any kind of synonyms that would go with constructive criticism. And the only thing I was able to find was criticism was this, you know, that criticism performed with a compassionate attitude towards the person qualified for criticism. So the synonym for constructive criticism is a criticism that's performed with a compassionate attitude towards the person that is qualified for the criticism, how cute does that sound? Like like I'm re- like really I want you to really think about this. Like think about it so to the point that when you're receiving constructive criticism, how have you felt when you were being constructively criticized? And before you were told that you were being constructively criticized, you were then you were told, you know, about your work or about your I don't know, your attitude, your behavior or whatever, however you were being given the feedback and then at the end of it it then at the end of it, the person says, you know, I'm just giving you some constructive criticism. Before they mentioned that they gave you constructive criticism, how did you feel? Did you perhaps feel like you were being um, built up, that you were being encouraged? Did you feel like hey, this person's really looking out for me? Or did you feel like someone just snatched all, pe- all hairs off your, off your scalp? Did you feel like you just got waxed and you were like the 40-year-old virgin with all the hair on your back? I just want to know, like, and I'm I'm so passionate about it. I have no attitude behind it, though. I sometimes I speak a little hard, right? <laughs> I speak a little hard. But how did you really feel? Because I know how I felt when I've been you know, with my little quotey fingers, constructively criticized. And I know how I have been when I have constructively criticized. I know that. Now, you might be the person that says, listen, I walk around in love all day long and I'm, I'm a peacemaker. So when I give constructive criticism, you know, honestly speaking, I don't give it with that same type of fire and attitude. Well, God bless you. And I'm not being sarcastic. God bless you because yes, everybody's not doing it in a negative manner. But again, my perception is there are more people that are giving it in the way that may feel like you're being waxed for the very first time, like the 40-year-old virgin. If you've seen that movie, it's quite hilarious. And you, if you haven't, you should take a look at it. Because when he gets to the waxing table, my goodness, I even felt the pulls of hair. That's how, it, that's how I felt. So I wonder when, you, when I read synonyms and definitions like this, how, how the process of offering valid and well-reasoned opinions, opinions, not facts, I don't get it I don't get that we use this word and I don't know that everybody you know I know I have never thought about it it just happened in this very moment a week ago and I really believe that God was like he was and I did hear his voice like look it up go deeper because all I kept hearing was words have power words are powerful and then I went on this wonderful little journey and here I'm finding all this so Anyhow, that's the synonym for constructive criticism but this this whole conversation is intended for you to really think about to to think and to you know to really let it marinate for a little a little bit like I've had a moment for it to marinate, and I'm still feeling like really like you know high, you know like kind of there's like a high right now because I'm like, wow, this is It's just nice to open up a book and be like enlightened. And that's how I feel right now. Um, All right, so I'm going to move on to destructive. So I decided to look up the word destructive. And the definition of destructive is causing great and irreparable harm or damage, tending to refute or disparage, negative and unhelpful. Some synonyms for destructive are devastating, ruinous, disastrous, Catastrophic. That's really cute. Um, Calamitous. Cataclysmic. I love that word cataclysmic. Detrimental. Injurious. Violent. Brutal. Lethal. Deadly. Negative. Hostile. Vicious. And unfriendly. That's destructive. Another definition that I found was causing destruction. Designed or tending to hurt or destroy. (laughs) So that's pretty darn bad. Okay. Okay. Then I said, okay, well, let me look, look up the definition, if there is one, for destructive criticism. And I found, found I, I was going to say I find, and I found the definition to be criticism performed with the intention to harm someone, derogate, and destroy someone's creation, prestige, reputation, and self-esteem. I found that definition... Um, at yourdictionary.com, which was the only definition, okay? That was the only definition that I could find. And different sources had posted the same exact definition, so FYI to that. but So I'll read it again. It's a criticism that's performed with the intention to harm someone, derogate, and destroy someone's creation, prestige, reputation, and self-esteem. So when you're destructively criticizing someone, the intention is I'm going to hurt you, harm you, I'm going to crucify you. I'm going to do everything but call you a friend. Okay. So then I decided to look up. I'm just I'm telling you, like, this has been the journey. Then I decided to look up oxymoron because I because I said earlier, and I still believe that constructive criticism is an oxymoron. Why? Because how do you have a positive, which is constructive, and a negative, which is criticism? And you expect it to be a positive. Last time I checked, in math, when you're dealing with exponents, a positive and a negative equal a negative. Correct? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. A negative and a negative equals a positive, And a positive and a positive equals a positive. But that positive and that negative ain't... Now one ounce is going to equal a positive. Ain't going to happen. It's not happening. So for me personally... Constructive criticism is an oxymoron. So I looked up oxymoron just because I I needed a definition. I need to be exact and factual. And what I found was an oxymoron is a word or group of words that is self-contradicting, as in, example, cruel kindness. How do you have cruel kindness? What the heck is that? (laughs) Another definition was a figure of speech containing words that seem to contradict each other, like dot, 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 constructive criticism. (laughs) What do you know? So um, I decided to play a little game and I wanted to like see if I were to take the words Okay, all the synonyms from constructive and criticism um, and destructive and criticism. And I wanted to decide, instead of me using the word that we have been so used to using, constructive criticism, instead of using that word, why don't we take the words, the other definitive words, right? And why don't we make new words? The same word, constructive criticism, but with its synonyms. See if it adds a little different flair. See if it adds a little bit of a different uh, meaning. So, The synonyms for constructive, okay, this is the first. I did constructive criticism, and then I did destructive criticism. And so the words that I put together, I did seven for the constructive criticism. How's this sound? Useful censure. Isn't that cute? And um, I don't think I defined censure for you guys, but a censure is an an expression of formal disapproval. So it's an expression. It's an expression of formal disapproval. So instead of saying constructive criticism, you could also say, I'm usefully censoring you. How's that? Okay. Another one was helpful condemnation. <laughs> huh. well, is that an oxymoron? Because it sure sounds like it is to me. Okay. So instead of, instead of saying, you know, I'm just going to give you some constructive criticism. Next time tell somebody, I'm going to give you helpful condemnation. Okay. What about this one? Productive abuse. That's serious. I'm going to provide you with productive abuse or here's another. This one, if you, if oxymoron is not a word, I don't even know because this, this next one is a pure example of oxymoron. Positive fault finding. Positive fault finding. Positive is from constructive. Fault finding is from criticism. I like this next one. Encouraging attack. I'm encouragingly, encouragingly attacking you. <laughs> I swear. It's, how silly is this? this? It's silly. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, seriously, this is exact. This is what constructive criticism is valuable crucifixion. I'm going to give you some. I'm going to, in, I'm like valuing, valuably crucifying you. I don't, I'm trying to even make a new word. Valuable crucifixion. And lastly, worthwhile derogation or worthwhile calumny. And just as a reminder, the definition of calumny is the making of false and defamatory statements in order to damage someone's reputation. Or slander. So I'm going to worthwhile slander you. <laughs> I'm laughing, seriously, guys, because it's so freaking silly. This is what constructive criticism is. So then I, I said to you, I just decided to put destructive criticism, right? Let's just see what the words, the words from destructive criticism, but using its synonyms would, would give us. So the first one was a um, brutal insult, Let me go ahead and give you a brutal insult. I think that sounds much more, that sounds more like than, um, you know, the the first one that I gave you, which was useful censure. Um, Another one was a lethal attack. Okay. Lethal coming from destructive attack coming from, from criticism. The third one is negative stricture, you know, and again, stricture, the definition of that is a sternly critical or censorious remark. Wow. Isn't that like how like that's deep. You know what I mean? Oh, what about this one? The the, the fourth one. Injurious character assassination. That actually is character assassination. And I didn't read that one to you guys earlier, but that is a um, that's a synonym of criticism. Character assassination as it would be because, you know, slander and defamation and libel is in. Is in the uh, definition of calumny and and the other synonyms. So if I were to to provide you with an injurious a ca- character assassination, how alike does do those words sound? There's I don't see an oxymoron in those words at all. And the last one was a detrimental judgment. It's Two negatives. That's a positive, right? It's the same. It's the same word. Detrimental judgment. It's going to. <laughs> it's like you know i'm 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 attacking you here, I'm killing you like i'm my intention is to do just that to destroy you, so i you know I know that it doesn't have to be that deep, but it is it is that deep, and I'm going there because words have so much power and we we really um we act out of that, and we sometimes don't even know that we're acting out of it like the words that we speak just because We've just been doing it for so long. So th- this conversation is not intended to, to judge anybody. This conversation is not intended to make anybody feel like scum of the earth. Because let me tell you, hands my hands are raised. I've done it. I have done it up until, I don't know, two, two weeks ago before I had this conversation. And when it ran across my ears, I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I said to you, this is not a work conversation. This is a personal conversation. So I find that what's a better way, what What? What good way would it be than just to open up this, this Pandora's box and talk about it? Go dig deep, get facts and facts upon facts to say this is how this these words are defined. These are what these words mean on a daily basis as everyday people, everyday life. Now, how about really mar- letting that marinate, working with those words and maybe not just maybe changing the way you think and how you act and how you Changing the way you think about it, how you use it, and when you're giving the feedback. Instead of this constructive criticism, though, feedback, honestly, has just been another word that they use. I And I say they, you know, in the working world, in corporate life, you know, feedback is now much a much nicer word than constructive criticism. Um, as, and, you know, you have, you know, some... Um, you know, some institutions will use these acronyms upon acronyms of how to give people feedback, right? So you, you know, start off with a positive and then you sandwich in that negative comment and you, you know, close that or, or top that sandwich off with a positive, which again, I understand it is important to be able to give someone feedback and to let them know where they're, they have made a mistake or where they've done wrong, Um but just say it like just say, you know, instead of trying to do all of these dances and and tap dance around a situation and and use these words to be able to really kill someone. Just, you know, just approach it. Be very confrontational, but in such a loving way, because at the end of the day. It doesn't matter how tough you are, like, you know, rough, tough, afro-puff as I am. I have a lot, you know, tough skin you still as an individual have feelings people still have feelings no matter how tough that exterior is that interior that interior still has a softness in there and you know if you think about it you know when someone says something to you and you're on the on the defensive that means you've been offended so if you're quick to defend you've been offended that means your feelings got hurt that means you felt some kind of way that means you were a little salty right Just like sports, football, anything—you have your offense and you have your defense, right? So, if on the offense there's nothing there, you you know, okay, fine, I don't, I don't, I don't feel offended. Then you don't, and you don't feel offended, so you're not defending, and you take it and you use it, and you you know, you let it help you build you up, and you encourage it. You're encouraged by it. That's awesome. But if by some inkling of a chance a comment was made. That was constructive criticism that got into you a little bit of seed that got into your head or your brain or your heart, and that seed has grown into a, a big huge oak tree. And you walk around with a chip on your shoulder, or you're walking around defended, defensive all the time, and, and on the defense. Guess what happened? That tough as, tough as you know that tough skin that you got, or that rough tough Afro puff with your with your little fist up, pump up in the air. You could put the fist pump down, like put it down, smack it all the way down. Because, you're, because you've been offended, because you've been attacked, because you've, and, and hurt people hurt people. We know that, right? So using this opportunity to really see what words mean and how it affects people is extremely important. And if it hasn't been working because you're still walking around angry you know, and, and at the world or angry or hurt on the inside, if the way of, of what society teaches you hasn't been working, then I want you to try the other side of life. The other side, the, the, way, the beginning, right, the way in which God would have us be is to treat people like we want to be treated, not the way we've been treated. Now, there are plenty of people that are treated white, right, and they're treated well and they're treated respectfully. Absolutely take that and run with it and use that to treat somebody else the same way. But if you're not being treated that way, what do we do? You treat the person like you want to be treated, regardless of the way you are being treated. If it's negatively, guess what? That hurt bad person that's hurting may have been hurt themselves and they don't know another way. So maybe they just need somebody to show them what love is all about. So as always, you know, I like to end it and top it off with scriptures and with with speaking out with God has intended what he created. He created us to be, you know, in his image and to to speak and to do it the way in which he does what he does, right? He loves us so very much regardless of the way that we act and we talk and we speak. You know, if you've given your heart to Christ, and I always say this, sometimes we need to be reminded as believers. If you've never given your heart to Christ and never said, you know, God come into my heart and my life, but you're listening, I love that. Because there's hope that maybe you will, maybe there'll be something on the inside of you that says, you know what, I've tried life this way and it's not, it hasn't been very profitable. Why don't I why don't I try God and see what He can do in my heart and my life? And if that is you, then all you gotta do is, is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and He'll come into your life right now. He'll come into your life right now. And all promises and everything that He's He's covenanted to, to His children. Is yours like you now are within that realm of family of 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 children, of his children again, your child, but it takes that step to him to say, I believe that you did come to earth for me, that you love me more than anything, and I want you in my life and my heart. Right? So that's how easy it that is. So because God's word is so pure, because God's word is so magnificent and so wonderful i after all of this now constructive and destructive criticism conversation and now seeing how when you play with words, what they really mean. I want to give you some scripture to end, you know, to like to just harp on it, to maybe read and to take time to really um, think about. OK, so I'm going to start off with um, Colossians 4, 6 and Colossians 4, 6. And guys, I'm reading from two different versions, the modern English version and the amplified version. And of course, the King James version. I have. Um, one or two scriptures that I decided to take out of the King James version, but Colossians four, six, um, and that's in the new Testament. It says, let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you should answer everyone. So, you know, watch your speech, watch, you know, how you say things with a little bit of grace and think about when people do speak to you with grace and it's seasoned in such a way, not to like avoid, you know, not to avoid confrontation or not to avoid the not so, um, um, like the elephants in the rooms conversation, not to avoid that, but to say it with such a grace, to say it with such a, a love that it doesn't have to cut you. It doesn't have to attack you in any way. You don't have to build up a, like constructive criticism. The only thing that I could see constructively being, constructive criticism being done would be, you know, to build up, to construct, um. You know, like God was on, a, you know, Jesus went to the cross. Yeah, you can construct a, a piece of wood and can crucify someone on that. But you know what? Jesus already came to the earth to do that. So I don't need to get up on that cross for nobody to be crucified because it's already been done for me. So at the end of the day, your words can do just that. They can they can construct a, strict, a structure. You can build a structure to crucify someone on. And that's not the way that we should be with each other. Honestly speaking, it doesn't work. Okay, makes you give have a hard heart. Um, So that was the first scripture. The second scripture I have is Ephesians 429. And it says, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listeners. So those that are around you, when you're speaking to someone, when you're around that conference room table, I wish I would have really been doing this. When I was sitting in the corporate world, and I I always say corporate world, corporate corporate life, Um, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have, you know, um, build up. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I don't even wanna dress myself up like I was ugly and nasty, but I've had moments, let me tell you, I've had moments. Okay. Around that conference room table when I've had it up to here, but there were so many times that I did not, I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything. And then there were so many times that I did build up individuals and hopefully it did give grace to the listeners. But if they were thinking of my other behaviors that probably didn't give grace to anybody, I can laugh at that now, (laughs) you know, but, um, let what you say let the others that are listening that are in the room let it give grace to them as well because it's only going to share and teach them and you know what you do people react to what you do and not sometimes what you say sometimes we do react to what people say more so the negative comments than the positive comments and as people I don't know why we hold on to the negative and we we rarely ever let the positive outshine the negative but if you have an opportunity to build somebody up You know, and there, whether it's to the individual or there are others around and you have to say something, let it be with grace. Please do. Let it be with grace. Proverbs 15.4, that's the next scripture. It says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it crushes the spirit. Another version says, a gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life but willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit willful contrariness that's that's bad so um but we do that you know we do that as people so let the wholesome tongue let that be a tree of life Titus um chapter 3 verse 2 it says to slander and that's I'm sorry Titus 3 chapter 3 verse 2b I didn't do the whole part I just wanted to uh, highlight this part that says to slander no one Be peaceable and considerate and always be gentle toward everyone. Not sometimes, not a third of the time, not three quarters of the time. Always be gentle toward everyone. So important. Next scripture, Proverbs 18, 21a. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. It is. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That what we speak has you could either speak death or you could speak life, and that's just as true as it's going to be. Facts, nothing but facts. Romans chapter eight verse one. It says, "There is now, there is therefore now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after after the Spirit." So I go. I chose that scripture because one, that was the first thing that God laid on my heart. But you know, when you think of the word, or or not even think of it now that we know. A synonym of of criticism is condemnation. It is to condemn. So, but the Bible says, but there is therefore now no condemnation, right? No condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Um, And those that are in Christ Jesus have confessed with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. So for you believers that are listening to this, Remember that there is no condemnation. So let no one condemn you. Let nobody constructively condemn you. Okay? Because that's ridiculous. And don't you do it either. And for those that are non-believers, right now, <laughs> I speak that. If you're an unbeliever, don't you do it either. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you don't like it. You don't like it. I don't like it. Right? So, so so don't do it. Don't say it, whether you're an unbeliever or not. Speaking to people and condemning them is not it. It's just, it hasn't worked. It doesn't work. So don't do it. Bottom line. That's it. Uh, next scripture is Matthew chapter seven, verses one through five. And it says, judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured again for you. So whatever measure you use, it'll be done right back to you. And why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank that is in your own eye? Or how will you say to your brother, hey, let me pull a speck out of your eye. When there's a log in your own eye, you hypocrite and has an exclamation point, you hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. How about that? So never did it say you can't take the plank out of your brother's eye, but it said you got to take the plank out your eye first. You trying to tell somebody else what they're, what's going on in them and I want to go ahead and constructively criticize you, but you got something in your eye. So while I love the Bible to say, listen, you can provide, you can help your brother, help your brother out. But don't be a hypocrite, take it out to us first, do as you know what I'm saying so basically practice what you preach right okay luke six thirty one do unto others as you would have them do unto you, just as simple as that no, you know what I'm saying you treat people like you want to be treated bottom line galatians five fourteen you shall love your neighbor as yourself, your neighbor is the individual that's to your left to your right the people that you don't know your strangers your family your friends do Love your neighbors as yourself, you know, sorry, that was Luke 631, Galatians 514 is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if in fact you don't love yourself, that's a completely different podcast and we'll talk about that later, but if you, if you love yourself, treat somebody with the same love you love yourself. If you don't know what love is, that's okay because it's all in the Bible and my, my friend, that's in 1 Corinthians 13, read it because that's what love is, Okay first thessalonians four eleven a it says, and that ye study to be quiet and to do or mind your own business and to work with your own hands, so basically study to be quiet and mind your business, and work with your hands okay like it's it's one thing to try to help like you know like um Matthew 7, 1, I think verse 4 was talking about, like, you're taking the plank out of my eye, but you, you got one in your eye, right? So let's do that first. But at the end of the day, listen, mind your business. Not everything needs to be said. Not everything that you have to feel like you have something to say for everything, for everyone, because there might be some issues in you that you got to deal with. And that's just the truth of the matter. We all do. Every last one of us does on this earth. No matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, none of the status that you have matters because at the end of the day, we still deal with real problems, real people, everyday life. And you'll be surprised. Some of us who are in different status or brackets, we have the same issues. How about that? How funny is that? So mind yours. (laughs) See what's going on in your own life. But where you can provide grace, where you can build somebody up and not constructively criticize, but actually constructively build, you know, constructively just speak to someone, speak life to someone, do so. That'll that'll be much more beneficial to them and to you if you try it that way. And the last scripture that I have for you is Philippians 4, 8, one of my favorite scriptures. It reads, Finally, brothers, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest... Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. So important. I'm going to end with that. Um, I hope this has been really beneficial to you all. I hope that you really have a moment and an opportunity to think about this podcast and think about what, you know, I talked about tonight to even go, you know, go and look at these words, you know, see it for yourself. I'm a visual learner. I'm not going to make up anything and talk to you guys about anything that I don't know anything about. Right. Um, because that's not helpful. It's <laughs> not helpful for me to tell you something that I have not experienced, that I haven't done or hasn't been done to me. That's that's just, I find that to be real hypocritical too. So, you know, I, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to go and, and go through these scriptures and really read them and, and delve into them and apply, not only read it, but apply it. Like, use it. Do it. Don't just, you know, just like Nike, just do it. There's no questions about Life can be much more simpler if we would just apply what God has put out and his instructions as he's given it. It's not hard at all. We make it hard. We are complicated individuals for whatever reason. We like to complicate life. And and, and because we're hurt or because someone's hurt us, we're we're so ready to give it back. And it's like, don't retaliate. It's not even that. It takes more energy to do that. Honestly speaking, let it go. Because it's not doing anything for you but turning your heart very, very hard, and that hard heart can start to mess with your phys- your physical being and your emotional and mental and spiritual, and it's not worth your life. And it's not worth killing somebody else's either. So I hope that um, I hope that you all, I guess, um, right now, just um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, but I just hope the best. I hope that you guys are um, thinking about, you know, this and just thinking about your words and thinking about how you can better live your life and how you can better treat some others and, and those around you, strangers, your children, your family, yourself, yourself. So, you know, take the time to do that. I'm done for the, I'm done for now. I'll be back when I, when I write return and, um, I I look forward to um, getting back on here with another message soon. Ciao for now. Be blessed. Love and peace. And enjoy your Friday. Have a wonderful Friday. Please have a wonderful Whether it's raining, slitting, snowing, or shining, have an awesome, awesome, awesome Friday and weekend. Ciao.